Hallelujah. You can sit for a moment if you can. Just get your receivers turned on. If you're, that's, the, that's the word for you today is to receive. Paul, excuse me, Peter said, repent and receive. Everybody say, repent and receive. So that's your, that's your goal today is to repent and to receive. Y'all don't, don't go on yet. Just hang on. I'll let you know when, when we're ready. Or you'll figure it out, but it's not right now. So <laughs> repent and receive. Say it one more time. Repent and receive. That's your goal. Hallelujah. Karen, tell us about your receiving moment. Now or before? When you were baptized. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in 2016. Um, I had been on a pursuit for the Lord. I needed to know that he was real. Uh, my life was falling apart, and he had... Someone, when I lived in California, sent me a book called Experiencing God. And so wherever I went, I brought that book with me. I didn't understand it. Um, As I've told you before, I was a Lutheran that lived like a cat waiting for Jesus to come back. Uh, No victory whatsoever. Um, And then I started wanting the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I read about it. But I didn't understand it. So I asked uh, my dear friend Fuji, how do you get it? She said, you just pray for it. Just so I kept praying for it, never received it, talked to uh, where I used to attend, and she said, oh, it's not a problem. But I wanted, my baptism of the Holy Spirit is different from men. Because when I couldn't receive it, it was 10, 20, 30, and I just said out loud, I'm not leaving here without Put up your 
barricades and your blockades and you have excuses or judgments, you're not going to receive. You're going to sit in judgment. But to receive something, you have to open up your heart. And that's what Carol was just talking about. She had to open up her heart. She had to open up and say, even though she had all the walls up, even though she had all the barriers up, she had to open up her heart and say, Lord, I'm not leaving until I receive. I'm not leaving until I receive. And, and when she said that, she made the determination, I'm staying, I'm not going anywhere until I receive from you. The Lord wants to give you something today. He wants to give you the gift of himself, the Holy Spirit is God himself. He wants to give you himself today. He wants you to receive of him today, but you got to let him in. You got to let him in. Pastor Brandon, come on up. So my baptism story. Um, yeah, we went, I was, I was six years old. Um, we went to a, um, went to a revival service. I think it was over in Canfield. Actually, JT was there. And um, I'd never been up to an altar before. I really hadn't uh, known what much of any of that stuff was by that point. And so, um, so I come up and, and they gave an altar call and they said, you know, come on up, you give your life to Christ. And, you know, we want to lay hands on everybody and pray for anybody. It was one of them, it was one of them crazy Pentecostal services. And uh, one of those peculiar people services. And um, so I, I went up to the altar. I was, I was actually scared to go to the altar at that point. But, man, the, the peace and the love of the Lord met me. When I was willing to get out, when I was willing to come to the altar, when I was willing to make myself available, when I was willing to have that moment of yielding, the Holy Spirit met me at the altar. So I got uh, hands laid on me and then uh, went out under the power of the Lord. And, uh, and it didn't happen then. It didn't happen then, but I was sobbing all the way home that night. I couldn't figure out why I was crying. I kept saying, why am I crying? Why am I crying? Why am I crying? I couldn't figure it out. I cried. I cried the whole way home. I cried all night. And then I woke up the next morning. I said, hey, what was all that about? What was that? What was that weird language stuff? What was happening? People were like babbling all over the place. Like I didn't know what was I didn't really know what was going on. And then my parents said, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the baptism in the Holy Ghost. That's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. My mom said, do you want it? I said, yeah. I don't know what that was about. So in my bedroom, nothing special. In my bedroom, knelt down. I had another moment of surrender next to my bed. My bed became my altar. My room became my altar in that place of surrender. And I just said, Jesus, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's about. But I want it. I want it. So Holy Spirit, come and touch me. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. I was naive, right? Like I'm a kid. I don't know what to pray. There wasn't anything scientific about my prayer. There wasn't anything learned about my prayer. It was just Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, touch me. Holy Spirit, fill me. And then right there next to my bed, it started out. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. And I started laughing. And then it moved from laughing into being filled right there in my room holy spirit stepped in to my room into my bedroom holy spirit stepped into my bedroom and immediately the atmosphere changed it went from joy and laughing to praying in the holy ghost and it's never stopped and then i'm be, being filled every week <laughs> every day every day every morning every moment every time right 
It's a spirit of being able to be yielding to the Holy Ghost. Being able to yield to the Holy Ghost. Again, there's nothing scientific about it. There's nothing learned about it. There's nothing to get out of your head. I just, can I just encourage you all to do that this morning? Just get out of your head. As a seven-year-old, I wasn't knowing enough to be in my head. I just want to encourage you all to yield this morning and put yourself into a place of allurement with the Holy Ghost this morning. Mr. Don, come on up here. What happened? I don't know. What? I want to know what happened this past weekend. Well, some of you were here, and uh, my buddy over here, she wanted me to come up because she knew I was desperate. I've been, I've been in this church oh, at least 22 years, and I had wanted the baptism, baptism in the Holy Spirit I had done all of the praising, whatever they told me to do, I would do. I would either go under the power or whatever, but when, uh, what was his name? Joe. When Joe was here, I just went up and he just prayed for me. And, uh, and I didn't even know I was baptized in the Holy Spirit because I started to laugh. I got a joy. I thought, oh, I'm always getting blessed with something, but never the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And uh, I don't know, everybody said, oh, you, Thelma told me, oh, you, you speak, speak in the Holy Spirit in the morning. I got home. I, I haven't stopped since. And I praise God and I thank God. Oh, the Holy Spirit is real. Real people. Just yield to him. I, I don't even know what I've done, but he'll come to you. He'll come to you. He's faithful. And I love him. Amen. Don's one of my heroes of the faith. And I still remember the first time he had told me that he was in Catherine Coleman's meetings and a part of that ministry and um, you know and Catherine's just a hero of the faith as well and so in that same conversation when he said pastor I still don't speak in tongues I thought well we're gonna fix that <laughs> I'm serious and I told him that night I said I'm not worried about it you're gonna get it he says, well, how do you know? I've asked so many times. Because scripture says, if ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Scripture says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I knew his day was coming, so I kept picking on him until he came. Now we'll just be drinking buddies. But before I get into a little bit of my uh, testimony with it, I want to um, share two scriptures that I think are so important when we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're mixed. This room has people in here that may not be born again. This room has people in here that have been born again for a long time and maybe don't speak in tongues. This room has people that probably have just recently been born again and speak in tongues, right? 
But there's a lot of questions about our spirituality. There's a lot of questions about what in the world. And so I want to look at John chapter 19. Jesus has already been um, crucified. He's already risen from the dead. He's already appeared at the tomb. And he came and he um, showed his disciples. In verse 19, it says, The same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And so this right here is the first born again experience we see in the New Testament. When Jesus appeared as the resurrected Christ, the disciples saw, that word saw is their spiritual eyes. Their spirit man came to life, right? They saw him as their savior. They saw him as the resurrected king. And in that moment, Jesus breathed the ruach, the life-giving breath of God into them, and they were born again. When you and I are born again, we are we receive the Holy Spirit sealed to the day of our redemption. That's part of the awakening within our inner man, where all of a sudden I went from loving drugs to loving Jesus, right? I went from cursing like a sailor to praising the Lord. We're awakened. Love they have for one another. And that love, like Carol said, 
of the Father is a promise of the outpouring of love that you and I have never known. A liquid love, a love that is through and through, completely understanding, completely giving, selfless love for you and I. That's the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And it is a complete separate experience than our born again experience. When I tell you I got radically saved, I got radically saved. There was a joy sitting on the bed next to me the night I got saved. But he met me. He met me. It wasn't long thereafter that all them drugs And I began to pursue Jesus. I was afraid of all the church people. Because if they knew me, they'd be afraid of me.
And I found myself I was wigged out And every time I opened my mouth The tongue came out I was like Could you what What I was told this was wrong but this is Bible. And I was so freaked out, the women had to stop working the altar and come minister to me. And I wouldn't pray for anybody else that night. I thought, oh, wow. And so we went back to, you know, service ended and we went back and this crazy white girl became real quiet. And I didn't hang out with anybody that night. And I went back to my room and I'd look in the mirror and go, La, 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 Why is it not working? Shaba. Shaba. Ba, ba. Ba, 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 ba. Has anyone ever tried to figure it out? It wasn't working. Yes. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go tomorrow, but I'm not praying for anybody. So I go the next day and I play ball and I go in the, in the pods with everyone and I partner with loud praying people, Teresa. I'd have gone with you. That's a compliment. And so everybody's praying for everybody, but I ain't praying for nobody. I'm just, I'm just. So I played some more ball, kicked some more tail. And then I go to church. The problem was when the altar call came, Big Mama is what I'm going to call her today, Big Mama, from the courtyards, 
was the first one down. She came down sobbing. She went in her pocket and she threw her cigarettes in the trash and she's a blubbering mess. It's a big thing in, in prison. She was risking her reputation in that moment. And she was down at the altar and I just put my head in my hands and thank God that he was meeting her and I wasn't going to go anywhere. I was staying right where I was. I was not working it, Dustin. I was not going down there. And then they came and got me. And they said, little white church lady. Big mama said, nobody's praying for her but you. <laughs> and I thought, man. And they said, I'm serious. She won't pray for anybody. Won't let anybody pray for her but you. So I walked down there going, Jesus, don't do that again. I don't, I don't understand it. I can't control it. It freaks me out. Just meet her. And as I get over there and she is sobbing and my heart is breaking and I go to hug her and she's saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry. And the Holy Ghost came on me. And all of a sudden, I hear myself and I'm saying, It's okay. It's okay. He's forgiven you. I'm thinking, What are you talking about? You don't know what she's done. It's okay. God loves you. It's okay. You're forgiven. I forgive you. God loves you. I love you and it's back and forth and I didn't mean to and I'm like it's okay he knows he loves you you're forgiven I didn't mean to it's okay he loves you I didn't mean to kill my baby and before I could step in and take control I heard myself saying he knows and you're forgiven And we cried and hugged and prayed. And I walked away that day so confused. I knew that it was the love of God. I knew that God is not a respecter of persons and that his blood came to pay the price for every single sin. And all of a sudden, how could he use wretched old me, nasty old Heather, in forgiving a murderer? Not only a murderer, but she murdered her own baby. God. That's the love of God Carol talked about. Because you see, without that baptism in the Holy Ghost, without that outpouring of his love, Heather would have been confused. Religion and rules would have set in. And I'd have probably made her feel real bad for what she did. But the baptism of the Holy Ghost enables and equips us by dunamis power to live a life we otherwise couldn't live. You see, so often people read that verse and think that power is they're going to they're gonna cast out the demon right away or they're going to see a sign, a wonder, and a miracle. And those things all happen. But that power is to supernaturally live the life of Jesus. I can't show his love. I can't be his love without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Christian life, the 
supernatural life of the believer is a life lived beyond ourselves. He asks us to live a life greater than we ever could have imagined. But that life is a life yielded. When I began to yield to his love, his love became greater than all those stupid drugs and all the partying and all the reputation. His love became greater than my career. I left a great business career, very successful, for half the amount of money to go in the ministry 15, 16 years ago. I don't regret it. Supernatural life. What's crazy is probably 10 years after that, I am working on staff at a church and we take one of our campus pastors with us on our mission trip to Africa. And I'm sharing this story and he never heard it before. And this pastor, man, you think I was bad? He was a meth dealer he, and a crack dealer. He was messed up. And he was from the West Bank and man, he got supernaturally born again. And one of his old friends from high school had gotten locked up for killing her baby. And because of the crime and because of the state penitentiary that she was in and because of his background, regardless of him being a minister, they wouldn't let him in. So he prayed week after week, month after month, year after year, God, would you send somebody, anybody, tell her about redemption. Let her know your forgiveness. And unbeknownst to me, he would use little old white church girl to go be the one to share and answer that prayer of redemption for his friend. For years, he wondered who it was that went, and all of a sudden, he knew. The baptism in the Holy Ghost will unlock the supernatural for you and I. I want to encourage you today to let every wall down, every expectation of what we think it is or how it should be, and just say, I want to know you. I want to know you, Jesus. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. Because you see, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit he baptizes you and I with today. That same power is available right here and right now. That I believe people are getting born again today. I believe people are going to be set free from addiction today. Some of you hearing this are being set free from shame. And believe it or not, Pride is breaking off of you. Today, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Why don't you stand with me? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. With every head bowed and eye closed, how is it with your soul today? How is it with you and Jesus today? 
No one looking around, no one moving. I want you just to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you this morning. The Bible tells us that there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way. It's not because you're a good person. It's not because you're a moral person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way to heaven is through Jesus. The only way to heaven is through Jesus. You might be here this morning, and maybe you've been to church before. Maybe you've prayed a prayer before. You've done, you're a good person. But are you living with Jesus right now? Are you walking with Jesus in this moment today? No one talking, no one moving. I want you to search your own heart. Are you living with Jesus today? Are you walking with him today? If not, you can. The Bible says that there's only one name, only one name that we can be saved by, and it's the name of Jesus. Jesus is our Savior. You can have peace with God before you leave here today. You can have a relationship with God before you leave here today. I want to give you a chance. In just a moment, we're going to move on and we're going to do something different. But in this moment, I want to know, if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, that's me. I need to know the Lord. I need to know Jesus personally. I need to walk with him. I need his forgiveness today. If that's here, if that's you and you're here this morning, you say, that's me. Can you pray for me before I leave today? Just lift your hand right where you're at. I need to know the Lord today. God bless you. Anyone else? Just lift your hand right where you're at. I need the, I need the Lord today. I need to make sure before I leave this place, I have peace with God. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Maybe you're here this morning you've prayed a prayer before, you've been to church before, but today you're uncertain of your salvation. You're uncertain today of your relationship with the Lord, and you need to make sure you know that you know that you know before you leave today. Just raise your hand right where you're at. We want to pray for you. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want everyone to look at me. We're going to pray in just a moment for people to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Before we do that, this is so very important. So the first gift that you can receive from heaven is the gift of salvation. So before you, before we do anything else, I want to make sure that you have this wonderful gift called salvation where you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. You know that you know that you know that you're a child of God. If you raised your hand, maybe there's some here you didn't raise your hand. Maybe you know that you need to respond to this. You need peace with God. You need to settle things in your heart and you didn't raise your hand, but you need to respond to the voice of the Lord this morning. If you Maybe you did raise your hand. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to be bold. I want you to come join me around the front. I want you to come join me right here because I want to pray with you. If that was you, just get out of your seat. Come on. Come on. If you raised your hand or you didn't raise your hand, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's others. Maybe you didn't raise your hand and you need to come. You need to come as well. Just ask the person on your right or your left, do you need to go? Do you need to make things right with Jesus? Just ask him. Just ask him. Maybe there's someone next to you that needs to get right with the Lord, make things right with the Lord. Come on. 
Come on. Come on, come to Jesus. 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 Come on, come to Jesus.